Okay, we're going to do something slightly different this morning. Um, we're going to get you to do the work. Um, so we're going to look at a passage in the Bible. And um, I've got some questions that you're going to get into smaller groups. And uh, you're going to answer the questions. It's nothing too taxing. Okay, you should be okay. Um, if you're a visitor here, and um, this is a bit weird, if you can, gosh, um, just attach yourself to a group and join in if you want to join in or just be quiet if you don't want to say anything. Um, it's fine. Just be relaxed. Um, so first of all, we're going to look at Hebrews 4. Who would like to volunteer reading this out? We've got a microphone at the front here. So I want to jump up, read it out. Natalie does. God's promise of entering his rest will still stands, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news, that God has prepared this rest, has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. And as for the others, God said, In my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. We know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered his, for all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses For he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. um, Get into small groups and um, I'm going to ask you to get one person from the group to relay that passage without looking at it. Okay, just to kind of summarize, summarize it, just to kind of condense it. 
what did you pick up from it? So get into small groups and then get one person just to relay what was in the passage. Okay, how are we doing? Okay, once you've done that, I want you to answer two questions. The first is, what does this passage tell you about God? And what does this passage tell you about us? So what does this passage tell you about God? And what does this passage tell you about us? You can look at it now. Yep, yep. Okay, if you could bring your conversations to a close. It'd be great to get a bit of feedback. So if anybody wants to share from their group, first of all, what do we learn about God from this passage? God's always reaching out to us, always. Yep, God's mercy is new every morning, which is awesome. Okay, what does this passage tell you about us? So the, the Greek word for rest is kataposis, and it means the calming of winds, which I quite like that. Windy weather is not my favorite kind of weather. Okay, and um, it also says that um, it's a resting place, the, the heavenly blessedness in which God dwells and of which he has promised to make persevering believers in Christ partakers after the toils and trials of life on earth are ended. And I love that, you know, and, um, you know, John reminded me this week that uh, Adam was created on which day? Sixth day. So his first full day on earth was which day? The seventh day, which is the day of? Okay, so Adam was created for rest. And he worked out of rest. And I think what we tend to do is that we rest out of work. So I don't know about you, but, you know, Monday to Saturday or Monday to Friday, we work really, really hard. We're absolutely shattered by the end of the week and we kind of collapse into the weekend. And then we fill our weekend with stuff. So by the time Monday comes around, we're still tired. Whereas actually God calls us to, to rest. And I don't think rest is just about sitting down, doing nothing. What did it say about God on the seventh day? Is that he reviewed all that he had done and then he celebrated it. He said it's good. And I think that we're not very good at celebrating success. When's the last time you stopped, looked back at what you did in the week and said, oh yeah, I did good. That was really great what I achieved there. Anybody? Good. I'm not very good at that. And I think that part of our rest is not just stopping and doing nothing. I think it's about looking and celebrating what we have done well. Parents, look at your kids. I think you can celebrate all the hard work that you put into your kids. If you're, if you're working hard, then stop and appreciate what you've done in the day-to-day -day of your work. And even if you think, I don't even know, what, I've, what have I done this week? Actually, part of rest is taking time to look at, even if it's one thing, even if it's an email that you feel you've done well at, even if it's your balance of books, whatever it is, stop and celebrate what you've done.
And also, I think rest is about being free from the power of sin and death. And this is what the writer to Hebrews is talking about, that we in, enter into a time of rest from all the toils of sin and the way that we are brought down by that stuff. Actually, there's, there's a freedom in Jesus, you know, that we can enjoy rest from all of that. And we're going to ultimately enter into rest for eternity. How exciting is that? There's going to come a day where we don't have to worry about anything anymore. We don't have to be caught up in the tolls or trials of the curse of Adam because there's going to be a freedom that comes. We're going to enter into the gates and it's going to be absolutely amazing. We'll still have things to do, but there'll be no constraints. It's going to be incredible. So back in your groups, in the light of this passage, how should you live differently? Okay, what impact should this passage have on your life? Why don't you discuss that? In the light of this passage, how are you going to live differently? Okay, as you're unpacking that, ask yourself the question, how are you going to make sure this is going to happen? There's a bit of accountability there. How are you going to make sure that change is going to happen? Okay, and the last question is going to be, who are you going to tell? Who else are you going to tell? And maybe what would be good is just to pray for each other. Just, just to close. Pray for each other. Okay, I'm just going to pray and then um, we'll close the meeting there. So, Father, we want to thank you for your rest, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've been poured out upon our lives. Thank you that you rest on us. Uh, but we thank you for this incredible eternal rest that we're looking forward to, Lord. And um, Lord, help us to, to rest in the day to day, Lord. Help us to enter into this place of grace where we can approach your throne at any time and just sit at your feet and just reflect to look back, Lord. We want to we want to um, celebrate, Lord, success. We want to celebrate all that you achieve through us, God. And we want this church to be known as a place where people can come and find true rest, that they can come and know what it is to meet with Jesus and be free. So, Father, we just commit our lives to you. We commit this next week to you, Father, and pray that you would give us opportunities to change in any of these areas. In Jesus' name, amen.